Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in K-pop. This is your host Anthea Isaac. And today, I'm sure that you wouldn't be believing me, but yes, I have the London-based famous, very famous duo who have been producing some of our most favorite songs of 2020 and 19. They are none other than Arcades. Yeah. Hello. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, before starting off with our interview, I would definitely love to mention all their songs which are currently in your playlist guys so they have worked with one of our most favorite groups bds definitely they have brought out microcosmos jamaibu and their latest album also had the duo's production in a child they have worked with god seven we are young the 10th um single like 10th track of their recent album they have worked with txt creating their b-side new rules in their debut album and they have worked with n hyphen with flicker one of their b-sides again for their debut album and finally last but never the least i just made sure that this should be the last one so they have worked with tamens wonderful single two <laughs> kids yes like it is one of the special singles of tamen and you, you guys probably knew it i was literally screaming in the email so i hope you heard <laughs> me so it is such a pleasure and um, you know like being a fan of all your works i am incredibly honored to have you oh it's great great to be here thank you for having yes, us yes thank, thank you so much for that that was um... Really nice. Yeah, what an intro. <laughs> We never get introduced. That was lovely. <laughs> Usually it's this is the Matt and Max. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, um so that was my first question. So how did you start uh to you know like produce as a duo and what is the actual reason behind the name Arcades? I guess we started doing some we were both working in the same studio block and then um kind of started doing some we we're both doing like house music and dance music and stuff and um kind of just through chatting to each other about it we realized that we could probably do some stuff together and uh we started doing a few remixes together and then um James Reynolds who you've spoken to before um he spoke to both of us and was like oh guys I, I can get you some remix work and you know what you're doing is really good so just keep going and we we kept doing dance music together and then just kind of evolved into more pop music and we did span like quite a few genres um which has kind of been really helpful i think for us in terms of expanding what we do and mm-hmm. um, yeah and just kind of fell into doing pop music really and then I mean, we're both from band backgrounds you know we both play guitar and so it feels a bit more natural to be in the pop world um and yeah so having james kind of managing us and and looking after us he got us involved in working with bts and and uh that's kind of where that sort of started from 
Um, and I guess arcades as a name, don't know. I mean, I, I started building arcade machines for our first studio because we always, always wanted an arcade machine in the studio. Um, and we had a few different names back then. We weren't called arcades. And, and I built this arcade machine for us to have in our studio. We played it with every artist that would come in and for way too long. We'd be spending hours standing there playing. Um, so yeah, it just like, just sounded like a cool name, really. Wow, it is cool. And I hope you guys get some time. I know you're super busy, but get some time to play arcades with BTS one day. That'll be fun. <laughs> oh, that would be really cool. <laughs> I guess there was no real reason behind why we chose arcades. I think it kind of, like Max said, once we had the name, we kind of started just like uh, designing our studio to sort of fit the style, to fit the name um, and all that sort of stuff. And But it's like any name when we first had it, it sounded a little bit like, is it cool? Is it not? Choosing enough? a name is, just is like the hardest that. thing. It's so difficult. We went through some really, we really bad the, names um, as well. <laughs> the the uh, random word random word generator up trying to trying to just see what what random words inspire and um <laughs> there was some terrible 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 one so, uh, yeah i think we got lucky let us travel back to the time and talk about your single being featured in j-hope's playlist on spotify so <laughs> that was literally the first thing that happened you know like that initiated your travel into k-pop world so how did you guys feel? I mean, that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that that was our real first moment of understanding their power on social media, mm -hmm. because we had that was our first single that we had put out. So we had about five people listen to. It. So I mean, like we just didn't have any listeners at all. Um, and then obviously James got the song over um, to Big Hit just to sort of see what they thought. And next minute, J-Hope had put it on his playlist. Uh, and instantly, like, we had no followers on Twitter. And then we've gone from having, like, no notifications to just tons of notifications. Um, but, I mean, that all died down after a few days. So it was nice to sort of get a little taste of it early on. But um, it was just mind-blowing to see how people react even just the song being on a playlist you know it was that's when you see the real power and the real um sort of it was it was really cool actually going you know going on youtube after that and going on twitter and then on instagram and like all the comments on every platform was just like oh my god j-hope added this to his playlist you know it was really cool to like see it across the board everywhere you go so i do agree on that but keeping the social media things aside I knew you were you guys were listening to K-pop way before getting in contact with K-pop acts. So to be you know like share one of my personal experiences, I'm just boasting. But uh, I recently had an interview with one of the K-pop acts that I really love, and during our interview, they just mentioned that they just saw my review on their album, and I literally went crazy. I was like. Oh, did you did you really see my review? And later did I realize that, that they didn't actually read it, but they just saw that I have written it. So <laughs> when when I got to read that 
your song was featured in one of your favorite groups members playlist i could actually empathize how excited you would have been so talk about that fanboys reaction <laughs> and it happened i think it was really it was really cool to know that they had listened to the track you know i think that um i'd been doing bits of um assistant mix engineering with james on some of the earlier albums um you know like wings and love yourself album era and so i'd been i've been working on a lot of it but in in very small capacity and just like you know dealing with the administrative side and stuff like that and it never had any of my music heard by the you know the band so that was like a really cool moment to know that they had heard something and and um yeah it kind of yeah we were really excited and i think that it helped it lead to more later down the line oh yeah definitely i did hear from james that you guys are super kpop fans and you really wanted to work with kpop you know like james was just telling me that i'm not so much into kpop but my guys they're so much into it and they would really love to talk about kpop with you so that's how i got introduced to you so i just wanted to know who were your favorites when you know like before this all started when you were just fanboys of kpop who were the artists that you got to listen to and enjoy i am um, i think that i didn't actually um know lots before um we knew bts and got seven um and a couple of others shiny um but uh it's really been since working on it that we've kind of got to know a lot more so i think what james was probably referring to is that we now like now say to him oh have you heard the new this have you heard the new that have you so i think since we've done that we've kind of we now know so much more um kpop than we did like 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 max said we kind of like dabbled in and out of it before so we did know a few bits and pieces um <clears throat> but uh yeah obviously like i said got seven shiny bts uh but since working we've discovered like things like day 6 the rose um bands that have that guitar background that we have so things like that is kind of cool to see that it's not you know there's so much diversity in um korean music it's just i think that's that's why it's hard to pinpoint it as k-pop if you're talking about k-pop as a genre and a sound then it it's kind of it's impossible Yeah. And and I guess before we we would we wouldn't have known that until we kind of explored it a bit. Um but yeah, it was it was a bit kind of it was quite eye-opening for us to see bands like what we were in as like when we were younger like out in in Korea as well. So um yeah, Day 6, The Rose, um and then obviously a lot of the the new sort of more rookie bands, the um and Hyphen TXT um that espa the one is espa is that how it's been really cool yeah um you know so much between you know big hit jyp sm um starship monster x another one yeah. we listen to a lot um and even gravity as well i thought that uh that this song uh, that james have introduced us to the break all the rules song is a great tune yeah um So yeah, I mean, we've kind of we started 
listening to a lot more now than we ever did. Um, so yeah, That's very now, true. Now, now we fanboy more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that being said, do you think that there's anyone who we would like who we might not know? Mm-hmm. Stray Kids? You did yeah, love Stray Kids. JYP. And yeah, SF9. SF9 is one of my bias groups. They are from FNC. Okay. Oh. SF9 and P1 Harmony. They debuted last year. And that's the group I was talking about. I got to interview them. They are from FNC as oh. well. So, okay. Oh, wow. awesome. Yeah. We're going to have to check them out. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know, like, I literally saw them and they saw me back. And I'm, like, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> <laughs> you're still getting over it. You're, yeah. still, you're still living it. <laughs> that's good. Yes. You know, like, I never really spoke about this to people. So I just get excited whenever I mention it. So, <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of um, groups that will definitely DM you or mail you. The numbers. Yeah, I've got a friend, um, Mary, who's out in, she lives in um, Seoul, uh, but I grew up with her in Scotland. So I talk to her all the time um, on messages and she's always messaging me bands saying, check it, this band, check it. So she's also a source of a lot of the music that I, uh, that I listen to now. <laughs> mm. Well, you should also give a listen to the recent album of Treasure and YG um, debut. Oh, Treasure, yeah. Yeah, Treasure. The boys, they are kind of blowing up. Uh, oh, okay. Don't know. Okay. Yeah. Buttons, Mama Moo. And... Yes, Mama Moo. I'm actually pretty weak with girl groups. I'm sorry, but. Oh. <laughs> well, but I mean, I... We, yes. I think we know, like, but we know the obvious ones, you know, Twice, mm. Etsy. Black pink. Um, yeah. Black pink. Um, but then Tion as well. Mm. She's cool. She's awesome. Um, and then like Espa. Uh, yeah, I guess we're kind of a bit weaker with the ghetto groups as well, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> to add your list, I have Everglow and Dreamcatcher. Oh, okay. Not heard. Yes, you Wait. should. <laughs> Well, we can go on and on, but getting back on track with my questions. So another fanboy moment, which I would like to call it, but, you know, like BTS is literally have become one of the groups that every artist and producers want to work with. So you ask anybody they would like to collaborate with BTS, work with BTS. So your K-pop journey literally began with BTS. So how... How do you like to describe this journey? How did you feel? Do you know, in the past, I've always said um, we kind of started with the biggest and, and it's thing. And I guess that's kind of, I kind of want to take that back a bit because after seeing this, there are so many great groups um, out there and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I think that working with BTS was amazing. Um, and it's like it was a dream come true. And like you said, there's so many producers that want to to work with them. So we feel so lucky. And um, we've kind of, again, working with them, TXT and, and, and Hyphen, we've um, we've got to, to know the guys at Big Kick quite a lot. So um, they're really they're really nice and really kind to us. But uh, 
like I said, we've worked with some of the other bands and stuff as well now. And yeah, and they are huge as well, like massive, like Taman. I know it's not a band, shiny, but um, <laughs> yeah, just it's, it's amazing, amazing, amazing to work with BTS. So, you know, something that until the day we die, we'll be like wearing that badge with pride. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, working with all the other bands as well has been incredible. It's been so good. Yeah, it was a big, a big leap forwards for us. You know, we were doing small projects in the UK and um, to suddenly go onto a global platform like that. And I remember we like when we found out, um, was it, were you in the airport? Was that Ryan? No. Uh, Ryan was that Marcus? No, Ryan might have been in, in the airport at Amsterdam or somewhere. Yeah, and he like ran around screaming. And... <laughs> yeah. I was in Soho. Yeah. Oh, do you need to get it? No, it's fine. So, yeah, I forgot to mention it was In the Air, the single that you made was featured in J-Hope's playlist. And I personally loved Stars. I gave a listen to it. I loved the lyrics. I did check the lyrics. And it was so dreamy and so good. Thank you. Yeah, Stuart, who we work with, who is in Prides, he is a, such an amazing lyricist. His brain just works in a way that, you know, I've never met anyone whose brain works the way his does in, in terms of words. He really is special. And, and we work with him quite a lot now, actually. Mm -hmm. So yeah. hoping to see a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with Stuart, you definitely see a lot because... He never stops writing songs. Yeah. <laughs> so there's lots to come. I think we oh, wrote no. 30 songs with him last year. Wow. And more than. Oh, yeah. 30 songs for his, his new project. project. Yeah. But we wrote more than. Yeah. And we even, this is something you might not have seen. We on uh, Stay on B, we, we did, we went, oh, oh, we were some background chants. And we yeah. <laughs> Because again, the guys at Big Hit, this like this, this is how sweet they are. Um, we had been working on the track, and um, they, I think it was they were going to be using it or something. That was kind of like we'd pretty much got right up to the wire of the album, and then they were like, "Right, it's not going on the album," which is fine because that's that's what songwriters get told all the time. You know, every day you, you might pick seven or eight songs that get rejected and then one gets taken or you might get lucky you might get two or three in a row mm. but um this happened and um they sent us stay uh just before and they said could you guys add some um background like chanty woes because we'd love you to be involved and i was like oh that's isn't that's how sweet they are i mean you literally can't even hear it but yeah they still want <laughs> to be involved so I mean that's you know that's that's what I like as well. There's like loyalty there, um, and yeah, I guess you know you you can't really beat that. Exactly. Like when you're lying down, you're listening to the song. Oh, it's my favorite voice, and I listen to my voice as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that would be cool ethereal experience i also forgot like i literally missed it when i had an interview with james because i never knew and he never mentioned it the song flicker is one of my most favorite song we even listed out as 
2020's best B-side from my side. Oh, really? I that. Yes. Wow. And I really felt bad that I couldn't tell this to James, but I can tell this to you. And yeah. if, if James is listening, a big shout out. So. I will tell him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. James, will, James will be uh, over the moon to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> well, most of my friends also loved Flickr because... I didn't get to check the album immediately. So one of my friends recommended to check the album and made sure that I listened to Flickr in person. So that's how good it was. And when I found the credits, it was James F. Reynolds. And I was like, oh, I missed it. <laughs> Two days ago, I had an interview with him and I missed it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's just done so much stuff. He's watched yes. so much that... Uh, he probably forgets half the time as well. So yeah. I wouldn't exactly, uh, that really happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so did you, you, did you watch Island, the show? No, I don't watch survival shows because my heart is too weak, and I can't bear. <laughs> I can't bear the pain of people getting eliminated. So I just literally watch it after their survival show is done. And I was talking <laughs> about this in one of the episodes where. Even when I knew the final lineup, when I go revisit some of the episodes from the survival show, I start crying for the <laughs> other members. I don't like literally you knew the results, you know, you knew who is the selected ones, the chosen ones, but still you cry. Well, That's how weird I am. Go. <laughs> you get attached. It's funny though, when you watch a program like that, you do get attached to them. And I watch, but well, I used to watch Big Brother. <laughs> um, but I never cried over anyone I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> like the first ever time uh, I heard about survival shows, like the shows that actually reject singers and, you know, like the singers come out, was when I got introduced to One Direction. So, ah, the expert. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, Ryan, that we write a lot of songs with, um, Ryan Laurie, he, um, that's who we worked with, Microcosmos, and then a child, and Flickr. Uh, we, we, we work with Ryan a lot. Um, and he, him and his girlfriend were both on X Factor. So, oh. that's where they started. Yeah. They, they were a few years after One Direction. I think Ryan might have come like fifth or sixth or something. And I think Emily might have come fourth. Oh, awesome. um, they both did really well that year. Um, and Ryan's gone on to write with ETS and a bunch of others. So, yeah. Yes, I did message him on Twitter for a podcast. He didn't reply. Oh, <laughs> Ryan! It happens. <laughs> happens. We'll send him a message. And... He's got a ton of followers, so it might get lost. Yeah. So we, we'll we'll forward it on to him. <laughs> oh, thank you so much! Like, yeah. wow, I did try finding his mail, which was again so hard. And I totally agree that if James never gave me your mail, I wouldn't have found that. You don't have your mail <laughs> mentioned anywhere. It's mm -hmm. so hard. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. BBIP. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah so um, talking about flicker and um, i did listen to txt's um b-side just now because i haven't heard their songs yet but i did and i really loved it uh it's new rules right yeah so um, i just wanted to hear you talk about your experience on working with other groups like you mentioned how you got introduced to bds so how did other pitches and other projects happen um what was our next one after having bts what was our two tits i guess it was wasn't it yeah so i think that after well, working txt well yeah but it was the same week <laughs> oh. same week we wrote those two songs two days apart i think um yeah so i think after working with bts it's very it became really easy like all the doors opened for us basically you know everyone else who was working in you know korean music suddenly was like oh yeah we'll work with you you know guys now so we were you know going out and doing writing sessions here and there and and uh we did a great week of writing in sweden um with a load of different writers and a few of them were working on korean pitches and and um yeah we we i don't even know i don't think that we did two kids as originally as a, a pitch idea i think it was just kind of going to be a cool minimal guitar kind of muted thing um but yeah okay. we, we did that with ninos and marlene and and it was like it was just a cool track and it took us a while to get it finished and get you know get some lyrics down and um but yeah it was it was kind of a it was a really good productive week of writing because on monday we did what ended up becoming new rules and wednesday was um two kids and friday was think of you yeah it was <laughs> so in that one yeah. week over in sweden there was three songs yeah wow that was a good week <laughs> that was a really good week yeah but um yeah that's um ninos i think working with um sm again a lot of it is you know we obviously got introduced to big hit uh, by working with james um and like max mentioned uh ninos ninos hannah he's um he's written tons of stuff he's written nct and exo and um taming loads of stuff um super junior so um we did the session with him but again, we just knew we wanted to write a really cool song. Um, so we wrote it with nobody specific in mind. Um, and it was actually Ninos who sent us a message and said, hey guys, SM, I've said that they really like the song and um, they're thinking about um, giving Taman the track to see what he does with it. So we were like, oh, okay, cool. So it, that was basically, again, Ninos was our James uh when it came to taming he sort of um he helped us out and hooked us up and um i think after speaking to the guys at sm they they knew some of the stuff that we've done anyway um so just, it was really nice to to meet some new people and to work with some some more people well i guess the cool guitar track just became one of the most heard special single of Taman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so how did you feel? That's exactly my next question. So when Taman or the company announced that Two Kids is going to be part of the album, but it's going to be released, it's going to be a pre-released 
single, what were your reactions? I remember actually seeing that he at one point was, I think it was on Twitter somewhere. Someone had tweeted saying, oh, Taman is in Paris. I think he was doing a, was it a Super M gig? Yeah. They're doing a live show in Paris. And someone was saying, oh, Taman's filming a music video in, in the streets of Paris. And I was like, oh, wow. So I went on YouTube and typed in Taman in Paris and then found videos of him like from, you know, at the airport and like tons of fans there all screaming for him and stuff. And then someone had uploaded like a 10 second clip of him dancing like on the Champs-Élysées or something. It was in Paris and I could hear really quietly. I turned my headphones up as loud as I could, but I could hear our song playing in the background. And um, that was like really, really exciting to know that there'll be a video for it because we've never had a video made for, for our songs before. So that was super cool. Wow. I, this answer is totally unexpected. You know, like I never expected such an answer where you literally heard it in the background, yeah. which is quite exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was like a really small video and I didn't have many views and I would think like, oh, that just might get taken down. But I was just like, turned it right up as loud as I could. It's like, yeah, that's, that's the song. It's going to be a video. That was wow. really cool. Yeah, it is. I agree. Yeah. I think Taman is amazing um, in the sense that he's obviously got his own solo thing. And he's got Super M, and now Shiny are coming back, <laughs> so he's busy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And he puts everything into everything, so you know, fair play. I think he's wicked. He's great. Yeah. Like he's also known as the three generation artist because he debuted in the second generation with Shiny, and during the third generation he made his solo debut, and in the fourth generation he's back with Super M. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So he's like the Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah. We have um we have an artist in the UK who um does that. He's called Cliff Richard. <laughs> <laughs> he's not <laughs> Don't compare entertainment to Cliff Richard. That is not a good comparison. <laughs> no, but he's done he, Cliff Richard has uh, had songs in but not the generations. He's done them by the decades. So he, he has had like number ones over 60 years or something, right? Yeah, so he was at number one when he was a teenager and when he was in the 20s and when he was in his 30s and when he was in his 40s. He's about 100 now. And he's still <laughs> writing songs. Yeah, like Damon is my ultimate bias from K-pop. So like being a K-pop... Yes, being a K-pop journalist, interviewing him is the ultimate. Now... Going to GOT7, you guys had a B-side with GOT7. And unfortunately or fortunately, it was the last album they released as 7 under JYP. Like, I'm a GOT7 fan and it was quite a huge surprise. So how did you guys feel? And I just heard uh, Matt say that God 7 is one of your favorites so how did you feel to finally work with God 7 and how did you feel after the whole chaotic news came out? Yeah I guess it's, it's quite sad but kind of a, a weird thing to like have the the final song released I mean if you were to do it in order it would be the very last one which is a weird thing um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of bittersweet because for yeah. us, being on an album that you know you really like, the people you're like, wow, I'm so happy to be on it. But at the same time, it sort of feels really bittersweet now. Listening to it, it's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of, um, but you know, I, I think obviously Jackson's doing solo stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine Mark Bam Bam all them they'll all go on and do. Um, you know, a ton of stuff as well. I think. Yeah. You know, I think maybe it's something that we just do. We do like the finishing songs, <laughs> like Microcosmos being the finishing song for the whole tour. It's kind of got that really sad part to it, but also quite like I think bittersweet is the best way to describe it. It's like uplifting, but sad at the same time yeah people maybe it just makes sense that we do the last song <laughs> people say no because no one will want to work with us they'll think if we write a song with uh, our kids it's the last song we'll ever do yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no the michael cosmos uh, so many people message us and say guys i can't listen to michael cosmos without crying it yeah. just reminds me of leaving the gig and i was sorry <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I don't want to make you cry. I want to make you happy. Yeah. But um, yeah, I get that. It's like, and that is again going back to the Got Seven thing. That's another sad thing because I think that song would have done really well live. I think that, that song would have translated really well in a live environment. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure you know. Like I said, Jackson's already killing it at the moment, um, and I'm sure the other boys will all go off and do the exact same, just like you know the boys from EXO or any other group that shiny. Yeah, it's not the end. <laughs> no, hundred percent. Well, I'm gonna stick to the boys' promise because they did promise that they will be doing something together as seven in the future. So- what did they edit for that? Yeah, so being an I got seven, I'm gonna stick to that. I'm gonna no like being a directioner, I'm still believing it. So being a I got seven, <laughs> I should believe it. So no like this is like experiencing twice, but still it feels like the first time you're experiencing. So mm. that's weird. Even the Twitter was talking about this, and I was like, yes, you feel me. Mm. <laughs> so right now. Since they are out of JYP, I think you guys can even, you know, like, it would be more easy for you to reach them out, I guess. So there will be a lot of things coming up soon. <laughs> and yeah. make, make sure to get in touch with the LA boy because Mark is <laughs> my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you love scratchers from the Virginia Lottery, you'll really love the new Lucky Number Scratcher. 32 chances to win $500,000 plus four bonus games. Stop by your closest retailer and check it out. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. Like, I'm spilling a lot of tea, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, like, I know this is one of your most asked questions, but I do believe that you have a lot of plans already in your mind. So what are the groups that you would love to 
work for in 2021 and what are the assignments you are having in store to surprise us in 2021? Uh, here, I guess, is where it becomes difficult to talk about certain things. Mm. Um, what are we allowed to say? I mean, we we um, we pitch almost every day, so yeah. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that I'm sure there'll be lots of things. I mean, what are we to get a chance to work? With, I think we're three weeks into 2021 and we've done, how many songs have we done this year? We did about nine last week. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot. Wow. We're working on a lot of stuff and it's really good. I feel like some of the stuff we're doing at the moment is like some of our best work. So yeah. um, I don't know, I hope for great things this year. We will see. And uh, there's a lot of projects that we're working on on our end. Like we are looking into, you know, starting um, a new business and we are um, developing some some acts in the UK um, and yeah working with quite a few like indie artists over here as well so that's been really fun uh, and that should all be coming out this year which would be great um, yeah trying to balance it all because we're doing so much writing so many songs yeah, yeah. funny funny it was a funny, funny year. Um, uh, obviously, you know, there'll be everybody being locked down and stuff. But I think 2021, hopefully, will be the year that people get to go out, um, start to watch gigs again. Um, I guess we've got that to look forward to. Yeah, I can't um, wait. Can't wait to go and, to a concert. And Shiny's back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shiny's back. Well, I'm getting some hint. You know, like you keep reminding me that Shiny's back and I kind of get a message. Is it is it happening? Is is there gonna be something with arcades and shiny together? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. I got the info. So let's see. Like I think we you have to step in and believe in K pop again when that yeah. happens. Exactly. <laughs> well, you did miss mentioning your favorite K-pop acts that you would like to collaborate this, like work with this year. Are there any few acts that you would like to mention? I think working with Espo would be really cool because for oh, a debut, be that was such a crazy debut. You know, the, the video is amazing and like the energy from the band is really cool. So I think that would be a, a really fun group to work with and we've yeah. also worked with any girl groups before so it would be an interesting switch yeah. that would be cool um i'm trying to think we did try and actually contact bands like the rose and stuff but i think they are having some trouble with the mm -hmm. contract yeah, system at the moment yeah. um because that would just be kind of cool to do something entirely different mm -hmm. uh, we always i think if we can continue working with Big Hit as well, because uh, always you know, they've got so many bands and stuff now that they didn't have when even we first started working with them. So um, there's some bands on there that you know we've still not had a chance to work with yet. Um, Seventeen couple of bands, so that would be that would be cool. Um, I think what would also be great this year would be to go and do a trip out to Seoul 
which we've been trying to do for ages and couldn't do last year because of coronavirus. So whenever we're allowed to travel again, we're going to try and get out there and see who's there, see who wants to work, see who wants to write, and I don't know. Yeah. We'll so, go continue working with SM, continue working with Big Hit, and yeah. Yeah. So when you meet Shiny and Tamin, if possible, mm -hmm. like you just get a shout out for me, or you do a Zoom call, so I can say hi. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, but. But yeah. it doesn't matter that if you do, like. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you so much for joining me. And I genuinely had the best time. <laughs> and you guys really made my day today. So thank you oh, so much. Thank you. And you. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you for all the laughter, the fun, and um, some insightful words as well, because you just mentioned how much of procedure it takes and the patience. So I think from your lives, many get to learn how patience and, uh, you know, like waiting for the lucky door to open. So that's what I call it. So thank you so much for joining me. So finally, would you like to give your social media accounts? I'm sure that the listeners are already following, but in case, <laughs> in case they forgot. Uh you can mention it's them. arcades uk um i think on instagram and on twitter um so yeah go follow us there yeah and they also have a spotify account where they use their own songs and i personally would suggest you guys should make a playlist where uh you list all the songs you have produced for k-pop because it was really hard while trying to bring in the list yeah so if you have a playlist like that you guys would love to check it out so for sure it's just from my Absolutely. side <laughs> good idea <laughs> so for believe in k-pop you can follow us at believe in k-pop you can mention the hashtag believe in k-pop in twitter and as for me you can follow me at anthea isaac in twitter and instagram so we also have a discord chat so we have some cool stuff planned up. So make sure to join us. And yeah, have a great day. Uh, stay safe, spread love, and be loved. This is Anthea from Believe in K-Pop. Bye. Bye. <laughs>